Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Hey, there were the dulcet tones of our producer, Chris Bavona, back in New York. Stevie's back in the studio today because I've hit the bricks. Stevie always has a smile on his face when I hit the bricks. Are you happy? I am smiling. I know. I know. I know. I know the drill. I'm smiling because I'm at the Superbook, and we love coming down here. And the Breeders' Cup weekend is just underway. Del Mar just ran race one. It's going to be a fun afternoon. Tomorrow's going to be a circus act. In fact... That's the one thing, and Vinny Maliula is going to join us from LVDC here in just a second, and he'll allude to this a little bit more. Golden Gate has race one about to go, so we'll have earlier post time, so we'll give you the update on that. But Jay Cornegay has arrived, our gracious host. It is good to, oh, we've got applause. Oh, nice. Wow. (laughs) Steve, did you hit a button, or did you invite 12 people in the room? I invited all my friends. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Jay, how you doing, man? This, this place is so awesome with the golf and the, you know, the horse racing, everything that's on. Every time I walk in here, man, it's jaw-dropping. I forgot the golf was on. I got to look at the golf. <laughs> You're squinting. Matt, uh, Wolf. Wolf's having a good weekend. Is he? Yeah, well, I know he had a good day yesterday. Yep. But, um... I haven't had a chance to uh, look at it today, but a uh, great weekend. We got the Breeders' Cup, obviously, and we got a great UFC card. Canelo uh, fighting tomorrow night. Uh, a lot of things happening this weekend. Keep you hopping, and we love coming down here. Hey, let's bring everybody, Vinny Maliulo, into the equation. Vin was going to join us in hour number one, but he's such an important, busy guy. All kinds of stuff came up, and we got him here. Vin, they just ran race one at Del Mar, and I'm really happy to see. Speed did well, and a closer came up from off the pace and got the job done. That's what you hope, first and foremost, safe trips for everybody. But it's only one race in the book, but you don't want any bias developing. It looks like a fair racetrack. That's good news. No, it's uh, it's well, the, the good thing is uh, it's, you want everybody to be safe, right? The animals and, uh, and the jocks and everybody, Brian. But, yeah, it's a good start. It's a terrific day, and as Jay will tell you, yeah, you know, this is, you know, one of the, the five biggest days of racing of the year, not just uh, in, in the country, but certainly here in Nevada. So, and, and frankly, you're in a great spot. Jay and his team do a great job over there in accommodating everybody for these, uh, these great two days. And you got five Breeders' Cup races today, nine tomorrow. Even if they come up a bit chalky, you know, Brian, there's so much participation and there's more liquidity in these fields that it's 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 not that detrimental. Now you'll find a few bombers, or there you'll there'll be a few bombers. No doubt. You, you Mr. Blessing, have to find them. Yeah, no, and that's the fun part, trying to put the Rubik's cube together. But I asked you before we went on, Jay, you know, what's the weekend like here? Occupancy, but people coming in. It's a big weekend. The people come in, stay and play, and, and make a weekend out of it. It's a it's been a very big week. We had SEMA in one of the bigger. Uh, you know, conventions uh, for auto supplies um, of the year. So uh, it's been very busy since Tuesday, and then we get to somewhat kind of enjoy ourselves this weekend. As Vinny said, one of the busier uh, racing days of the year today and tomorrow. And uh, if it's chalky, Vinny, it's going to be a, a problem for me. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already 0 for 1. Wait okay, a there you, you go. You and me as well. I, uh, I, I had second choice, just run second. But uh, no, they'll, they'll leave me. Um, 
There'll be some Europeans. There's there's the one horse in from Japan, Vinny. I bet you people kind of ignore this one on the turf, and uh, that that's a monster coming in from Japan. They're coming from everywhere. I mean, you think about even the road to the Kentucky Derby, how different that it is these days. Goes through Tampa and Oaklawn and different tracks. I mean, the road to the yeah. Breeders' Cup, they're in here from Japan. Some of the really horses on the lawn, maybe the you know, North American horses where the Europeans have come in and are so tough, maybe they get more legged up. I see a lot of horses coming in from, of all places, Kentucky Downs that I think have big shots. Yeah, it's it's much more wide open, right, Brian? I mean, the one concern I think you probably have uh, for some of the Euros in particular, when, when they get here, is you know is it's warmer right and and they're not you know they're they're kind of used to it being a bit cooler over there uh, than what we're used to here. But that said, uh, the turf suits them very well. And when you when you look at the races today uh, with the bigger fields, uh, the uh, let's see when you when you look at race uh, race six right you know the uh, the juvenile turf sprint it's a bigger field. Uh, same thing with. Uh, the juvenile Philly turf is a bigger field as well as uh, the uh, uh, the Breeders' Cup uh, uh, juvenile turf, the two-year-old turf, and then you know you got the tenth race as well. So when you got those long, bigger fields, that's where you're probably going to get some of your prices. So we we'll get you out, Jay, before the day's out. We'll, have, we'll hit you with a bomber. <laughs> I know. Hopefully sooner than later. I'm looking at what race nine here. Let's see, uh, number three, twenty to one. Number four, 15, yeah. Race nine is shy. Actually, I'm looking at race nine right now. Jay's boxing is a dress. And you know what? That's as good a thing as any. Because you you can make a case for so. The Breeders' Cup Classic, we're up against a break. The Breeders' Cup Classic tomorrow, there's a field of nine in there. You can make a case for six of them. You know, I mean, that's the beauty of the Breeders' Cup. It's all about peaking on the right day. It's like when in the Derby, you only get one kick at it. And... You know, everybody's pointing and trying to peak at the right time. This is going to be a spectacular weekend. So, listen, we're going to take our first break here. Hour number two, Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the Westgate. We're in the Superbook, Love and Life. And Jake Cornegay is with us. Vinny Maliula is going to stick around for another segment. We invite you to keep it right here. Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network, and AM 1400 KSHB in Love. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're at the Superbook at the Westgate on a Friday Jake Cornegay, as always, rolls out the red carpet for us. Rosemary, Ray, Jeff Sherman, Ed Sammons, the entire crew. We thank them all. We love coming down here. I mean, hey, Jay, I mean, I like coming here on, you know, the third race of Gulfstream's going on. And I mean, look at all these great races today. This is, uh, there's like an actual buzz in here. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. Love yeah. the big weekends. I know. I'm already looking at Delta Downs. Hold on. <laughs> Pace yourself, kid. It's a long weekend. <laughs> But, you know, Vinny, this too is something. Yeah, Vinny Maliulo has joined us from LVDC. There's, there's a, you know, a couple of things in play. I've said this all along, and it, I'm teasing Jay, but I'm not because I've got to be cautious. I mean, I love the Breeders' Cup, but I love the undercards at the other tracks. Vin will get early post times. Everybody make note of that at the different tracks. Like Gold, Gold, uh, Golden Gate just ran there first uh, here. But Vinny, 
the opportunities that present themselves for the horse players on Breeders' Cup days, the best jockeys at Belmont, uh, in Florida, you know, the best jockeys have vacated the premises to go compete in the Breeders' Cup, and you'll find some overlays and some real chances to make money at the other tracks that, oh, by the way, have great races on Breeders' Cup Day, too. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Prime, uh, you know, what's amazing is this, you know, it, it could be a bit impulsive, but by the same token as this, you look for bargains with so many different games on the board, right? you got such a big schedule uh, of college football, right? Just look, at, that's another example. But you could find some spots along the way where whether it's a first half, a second half, or an in-game opportunity, it's the same thing now with the Breeders' Cup kind of uh, – right here in front of you, not just on the Breeders' Cup card at Del Mar, but the other tracks, as you mentioned. So, yeah. But, uh, and you know, the, the good thing is that normally in a day like today, this is a day that I'd never want to talk to Jay because it means usually if I have to talk to Jay on a day like today, somebody, like, pulled a wire that they shouldn't have or something, you know, there's a communication <laughs> problem. Where's Vinny? Where's Vinny? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, where the hell's Mayula? What that, you know? But the the good thing is, everything is running smooth, and it's uh, you you root for the uh, the players as well because it's about churn. And uh, again, uh, with so many different races, and then highlighted by the Breeders' Cup, uh, it's good. It's just great for business. And and believe me, uh, even players that that are betting sports today that normally may not bet on a horse race. We'll definitely take advantage of uh, some of the uh, some of the races that that are going to go off today and tomorrow. I've told this story in the past, maybe not on on our to our friends on Sirius and at Sports Grid. However many years ago it was, I came here for the Derby, and this place was wall to wall. And mind that bird, Calvin Burrell comes up the rail, lights up the tote board, and there was a cavalry charge to the exits. Nobody had it. Nobody had it. And the thing is, Jay, Vinny brings up a great point with the paramutual wagering. You're rooting for the players. You're making the money. It's a rake on the bet. And the more they win, what are they going to do? They're going to turn around and bet sports. Yeah. What horse was that, by the way? Was that Chac- no, it wasn't Chacomo. Uh, uh, mind that bull. Chacomo oh. was big and mind that bird. Oh, mind the, that mind bird. Mind that bird. There you go. Yeah, that kind of cleared the room. <laughs> it, it is unbelievable. I almost got trampled. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that happens. No, but... you, were... yeah, you got to have some long shots, though. That's uh, like like Jay's looking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I got four minutes to post at Delta Downs. Oh, hey, getting... well, the segment we got. Well, you better hurry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me get to you two guys. You know, and pick your brain, the odds maker dudes. Rogers out. We're seeing that number move seven. The total there comes down. Derrick Henry out. We're seeing an inflated number, but Tennessee's totals go up. That makes sense. Tennessee throws the ball maybe a little bit more. Maybe they become more one-dimensional. But, man, I mean, talk about big adjustments you got to make with big injuries. Well, Rodgers, uh, it's hard to find something bigger than that. I mean, you go from Rodgers to love. But, you know, I, I was talking to John John Marie about this uh, earlier to, uh, this morning, actually, and about Jordan Love and when, when Rodgers was out all this time, you know, Jordan Love had all, you know, the mm-hmm. first-team reps, and uh, he really got a, a good feel through the offense. Now, I'm not sure if that translates to the field, but, uh, you know, even though this is his first start, he got some valuable practice in, you know, before the season started, and I, I think that's certainly going to help him, not to mention 
the Chiefs' defense is just horrendous, you know. And uh, you know, to get seven with possibly you know the best team in the NFL right now, the Packers with Rodgers, um, obviously a big adjustment here. But uh, you know, the, the adjustments that we make, Vinny, you know, uh, with quarterbacks as you know six, seven points with some of these superstars. Henry, the best running back in the league, can only be adjustment of maybe one, maybe one and a half. So there's a big difference between a quarterback and a running back being out. Yeah, there's no doubt. Jay's spot on, Brian. I mean, Rodgers has meant more to the to the, uh, to the number than any other player in, in the last several years, and, and this is another game that's an example of it. And uh, given the Chiefs' poor defense, uh, it might even be more, um, and the Packers probably are going to try to run the ball and try to you know keep, uh, keep Mahomes on the sideline as much as possible. Now, in terms of the running back situation, I would say in recent years when he's healthy, Christian McCaffrey's probably been the, the preeminent running back in terms of the number. But Derrick Henry uh, in the last couple of years has, has meant the most here. I mean, if he was healthy in this game, this game would uh, you know it would be probably five, uh, five and a half or something. But uh, the fact that uh, he's out here is that's why you're seeing this. But it's there's no no comparison between a running back and uh, uh, you know and and a quarterback, especially one of Rogers' uh, pedigree. I, I know with Tyrod Taylor, if he's coming back in. That would be a big adjustment. But you know, Houston's so bad. Jay, is Kansas City the team? I mean, as a group, is that the team? Maybe you've made the biggest adjustment on dipping them down because I mean, man, something's not right there. Well, the Chiefs are my favorite team this year. Yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> well, they were last year, too. Yeah, they they were winning. They weren't covering. They're treating us well. Yeah. So, um, yes, as far as power ratings are concerned, the biggest adjustment so far has uh, have been the, the Chiefs. I mean, they were right at the top of the charts, and even after the first, first couple of weeks. But, you know, the, the defenses that Mahomes has been facing lately is very interesting. I'd like to see how Reed and company make adjustments because that too deep uh, um, mm-hmm. zone that they're playing against Mahomes and daring him to throw deep uh, has been working. And yep. I'm really surprised that the Chiefs offense, especially Reed, they haven't made those adjustments. Maybe they're trying something and it's just not working, well, but I'm going to tell you. It's a copycat league. It's a it's a shell right now of what we've seen in the Chiefs offense. And, and uh I think that's going to be one of the more interesting uh, stories uh, for the second half to see if the Chiefs can actually make an adjustment uh, to what the defenses are, are doing against them. What's scary is, Vinny, Jay just said the second half, this is terrifying how fast this is going. Yeah, and we, but we still have eight weeks to go, and there's going to be a lot you know, to, to, to really digest and, and to see, I, I don't know. I mean, the Chiefs have had probably the biggest. I mean, it, when you think about it, right, and Jay can attest to this, they were at the top of the power rating uh, chart to, to start the season, and they've uh, they've certainly come back, you know, by probably about six points or more in some cases. And it's not just their their defense, as Jay mentioned, but their offense. you got a completely rebuilt offensive line, and it's just not been, it's not been the same since the injuries occurred last year going uh, going into the Super Bowl so no doubt um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a quick uh, second you know the other game that's got a big adjustment this week and simply because he's questionable is the Cardinals 49ers game right I mean you look oh, at I that know, game already yeah we got yeah, keep you know, tabs on that one so, but 
Hey, hey, yeah, kiddo, so, I'm, I'm up yeah. against the clock. No, yeah, you're, we'll, we'll, we'll touch more on, on Murray because that's a big one. Thanks for that. Listen, have a great Breeders' Cup weekend, LVDC. I know you guys put so much heart and soul into this from the Paramutual mm-hmm. Wagering perspective. And on Monday night, the Maniacs will be over to Oasis 4955 South Decatur. Vinny, toothpicks to lumber line, yards. We'll- Toothpicks to lumber yards, man. We'll drown our sorrows. Cash them, <laughs> cash them tickets on the ponies. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back to the Superbook at the Westgate on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Whenever we do the remotes, Stevie loves that cowbell. It's a nice. <laughs> it's a nice? I got a fever. I got to feed it. <laughs> feed a fever. Starve a cold. So you're a little college football news, huh? We've got a little bit of college football news. So, the starting quarterback for Ohio State, Jack Miller, has been suspended by the team. He was arrested for driving while intoxicated. So, Jack Miller, mm-hmm. Ohio State quarterback, suspended. This, yep. this literally just happened? Yep. They were laying 14.5 at Nebraska. Total 67.5. All right. Good job on that. Stevie on top of things. I mean, you know, really, when will these guys learn? I, you know, I mean, and you know what? I mean, and you just, we talked about, you know, the Henry Ruggs thing around here. I mean, my Lord, you know, be careful out there. The Breeders' Cup, by the way, we're down at the Superbook at the Westgate. This is the Cutter Golden Mile Stakes. Race two is in the starting gate. Stevie, you asked, is there a jockey? that you'd give extra credence to that maybe could get the hot hand on the weekend. I think the betting public knows it, too. I I told you Joel Rosario, he's on the favorite, number eight in this race, ready to perform. There's a mile on the turf, and they're going by the stands for the first time, and the favorite is dead last. He's a closer, but Rosario's really good. He's got a clock in his head. Let's see if he's got enough pace to run at here. Uh, We'll come back in about 40 seconds when they turn for home. But we get the call of the race in here with all that's going on, Jay. I mean, there's just a buzz in the place, and it's fun to hear the call of the race. And then when they turn for home, people start screaming and yelling. It's just you love when there's that vibe and the juice in a book. Yeah, I was just screaming at Wheeling. <laughs> I had, had the 2-4 at Wheeling. But, um, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, the, no, it's fun. It's a, It's a lot of fun because we have... Let's face it. We have action all across the room right now, uh, and uh, it, it's one of those vibrant weekends. And uh, this this looks like a typical Saturday to me. Yes. Uh, you know, and we got uh, all this action going on with the golf and the, a, a full slate of uh, tracks going on. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, just a, a, a tremendous card left and right as you as you look around the room and here they go turning for home I don't season see control optimizing the number four with johnny velasquez rosario's got ready to perform rolling but he's starting to flatten out and coming up the rail a driving finish ryan moore aboard astronomer 
and the European jockey is going to boot it home. And he was eight to one morning line, and that's that's a big deal too. These European horses, it's not just the European horses, but this is night and day different for the European riders. And Ryan Moore is one of the best jockeys in the world, but he's over at Longchamp, uh, you know, he's over in France, and he's in England. And for him to come driving up, whoa, as an overlay, thirty to one, eight to one morning line. Well, there you go, Jay. There's your bomber, bud. Yeah, I got to go. Show me your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice ride by Moore. I mean, he squeezes up the rail. Wow. And he's going to hold off. This is a big balloon number here. Well, that's right up your alley, too, with the Euros. Oh, you know me? Oh, no. Well, the Euro the Euro horses are better. I tell you, let's see who gets third because this is a balloon trifecta. Head Bob, I think the nine gets it. So, was that one, four, nine? You see there, 30 yeah, to one, one four, 30, three. And the chalk runs right out, Jay. This trifecta Whoa. is going to pay probably about 5000 bucks. 30 to 1, 8 to 1, 14 to 1. The 8 to 5 favorite ran out. Box your address. I hope somebody you know lives at 149 Primrose Lane. You also had a 3 to 2 <laughs> run out of the money. 5 to 2. 5 to 2. Yeah, no, yeah but yeah. That's yeah, that's balloons. You know, three got third. Oh, the four, the three did get yeah. uh, third with the Bob, and so he's a chalk third. Big exact, a 30 to 1, uh, 8 to 1, probably looking at a four fifty, five hundred dollars exact. Easy. That, that That'll works. That'll a mark. <laughs> that's the way to get the fun started. I love it, man. We are literally just off to the races, and... It's fun to see the buzz in the barn and see a race like that. I've always been, I don't know, personally, I get why they did it. I love when it was all on Saturday. There's a part of me says that, and this wasn't even a Breeders' Cup race yet, that some of the horses that compete on Friday, it's like they're losing their, their moment in the sun. It's That's been a long-standing thing for me, but in terms of, excitement and money and, and what it generates over the weekend i mean it's clearly very successful in that regard it sure is and, and uh, i i get that because i've heard that uh from a number of of people but uh i've heard the other side as well that they like it spread out a little bit you mm-hmm. know gives them a better card on on friday and most of these people that uh, are coming in from you know these players are, love that two days of action and so it's a boys day yeah so yeah <laughs> it, it, it depends on who you talk to but yeah. uh, i i understand that you know the, the the tradition and you know everybody being uh, running on that that glorious saturday uh and splitting it up a bit uh um you know takes away a little bit from that but also adds to that huge well, friday pool doesn't matter they win a race they're still winning the million bucks whether it's friday or saturday six million for the classic tomorrow um Indias goes with us. Chris wins here. Chris is going to uh, be with me on Vegas Hockey Highland with Stevie. Jay Cornegay's here. I, just one more thing, Jay, on, on the horses. I want to get back into the football. We all, this is a Vegas thing, we all gravitate down to Del Mar. And it's amazing when you go to Del Mar, it's like, there's not, not like you're going anywhere to hide for your weekend because you go down and you'll see 30, 40 people you know. And I'll guarantee you that there's a big portion of Vegas has invaded Del Mar. And what a venue. You see the ocean in the background. It's just a fun day down there. Oh, it's fantastic. Just absolutely love it. 
Whoa, let's see here. The, the uh, dollar, dollar super, super was six thousand. Dollar super. Yeah, those are some numbers right there. But yeah, we all love Del Mar, and uh, you know the only regret is uh, you know we don't get down there enough. But uh, we made it down there uh, earlier this year and, uh, and just had a fantastic time. Yeah. No, it's a big weekend. And the thing is, they, they had it there once previously. We had Rich Eng from the Daily Racing Forum on. And I don't know how much you can call on the past Breeders' Cup there, but I will just say this. We've had one race on the dirt, one on the lawn. Closers have won both. But I, it wasn't like speed was completely up against it. So, so far, so good. I don't see biases. And exact is a little light. I said 500. It, basically, the $2 exact is 432. Nonetheless, that's a way to jumpstart your weekend. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be smiling over it. But I, I, you know, I was looking at the two. I, I wouldn't have played the one. So, Jay, last week a little better for the book. I mean, you had, you had a two week streak there where you guys were kind of. In the fetal position, because it was fa- a lot of favorites, a lot of overs, and the players had their moments for a couple of weeks. Yeah, the favorites did really well there in October, and uh, a couple of weekends were really rough on us. And then we had a weekend where we broke even, which really is not something that we're looking to do. And finally, we get the, the last Sunday on Halloween and uh, had a chance to be one of our biggest Sundays ever if the Vikings wouldn't have. Turn into coach the themselves, Turn coach into themselves the into that loss because that was one of the worst coaching jobs huh. I've ever seen with the Vikings, and uh, uh, it was really unfortunate for us. But uh, still, a really solid day. But uh, overall, a, a disappointing results month for us uh, in in the month of October. Andy, how do you treat stuff like that when you know the, there's a couple of week run with you know the favorites? You know, I mean, every game's a snowflake. It's right. I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You don't overreact. Yeah, there's going to be uh, volatility and swings. When I look at it, the weeks like when those favorites did well, all the sports books were doing was basically playing banker, loaning money for two or three weeks before it gets back, get back in. Now that's not the way that the sports book look at it because those two weeks, even though they are likely to get a good portion of it back, those are still weeks that the sports book expects to be on the winning side so we'll see what happens and, and jay i know it's been true in the past but uh, recent couple of years how significant is thanksgiving day weekend as far as late season uh, profitability well i i have to be honest you know thanksgiving weekend used to be gigantic in the 90s and early 2000s um and then in recent years it, it just really hasn't really matured to that that point um we always expect it to to pick up um but it's it's something that's different i think because of mobile wagering apps, yeah. a lot of people are just uh uh you know prefer to stay at home which makes total sense to me yeah you're cutting and, your turkey sandwich and you just go get the app yeah yeah and uh so the crowds that we used to see on thanksgiving weekend are just no longer not no longer there however okay the atmosphere is still good it's not wall to wall it's not crowds where you can't see the carpet in here it's still a great atmosphere and a good environment to be in but we just don't see the crowds that we used to and i think that's because of mobile wagering we we can we can do in the next segment we got about 45 seconds but there's a reboot 
for the super contest if you want to get the word out on that yeah thanks andy for that one yeah <laughs> it was, good it was job, a good call. yeah our reboot super contest reboot uh our final deadline is next saturday the 13th at 3 p.m then uh, the super contest reboot is a second half nfl contest and you don't have to be in the original super contest to enter it's a 500 dollars entry fee and again it's just for the second half of the season so if you missed out getting into a contest earlier this year or you're having a rough go at it Here's your second chance. Well done, Andy. Good call on that one. We appreciate it. Thanks for yeah. the heads up. Well, the, the entire contest has been uh, significant, was significantly renovated for this year and uh, all positive. Andy goes here. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Jay Cornegay's our gracious ghost. Uh, Stevie's back in studio. We're coming right back to the Superbook. Inviting you to keep it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At work. We're back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159. Say it, Stevie. Say it for me, buddy. One five niner. <laughs> Sports Grid Radio Network, AM 1400 KSHB. Jay's back to the sawmill. We want to thank Jake Cornegay for having us out here. And the racing continues, and all the great atmosphere and buzz here at the Superbook at the Westgate Breeders' Cup weekends underway. Not to the first Breeders' Cup race yet. Uh, in fact, we have a Golden State Juvenile Philly race coming up, 15 minutes, race three at Del Mar. It's going to be a great weekend. In fact, here today, if you're out and about, come on by and say hi. Tomorrow, I'm going to go hang with our buddy Tony Neville over at Treasure Island, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar, which, which is a, a great place. And Tony joins us in studio every Tuesday. So looking forward to you know having a fun, fun week in college football, NFL and the horse racing, NASCAR, the whole nine yards, man. What a time of year in college hoops. Andrew, are you, are you ready for college hoops? I will be come Tuesday. There's like a hundred and something games involving oh. Division One schools, including a couple of big ones. What is it, Kentucky and Duke and uh, Michigan State, Kansas, mm-hmm. to uh, kick things off. How do you treat college basketball off, early in the year? I mean, we say this about any sport, both of you. I mean, you know, NBA I and mean, the NHL comes in and gets going, or baseball. Are you diving in, or is there a, you know, I'll tread lightly. I believe this is the way to go, but then let it settle in for ten days, two weeks. Well, I'm definitely not diving in, but uh, I'm a big time college football wager. But I'm interested in what Andy has to say because Andy has a perspective on the NBA that's interesting, and I'm wondering if that translates over to college basketball for you, given uh, your approach to how you do things early on in the season when it comes to hoops. Yeah, I I usually wait for a couple of weeks of play, two to three weeks in the NBA, somewhat similar in college basketball, because there's so much else going on. And I think, uh, uh, Chris, what you're referring to is what I spoke about last night, and that is... The folks, you know, if you're betting all the sports, following all the sports like I do and many handicappers and bettors do, 
you're going up against specialized betters and specialized handicappers who are basically, they just live for, let's say, college basketball season. So they are well ahead of the curve as far as information uh, of impact of changing rosters from last year, etc. So they are going to be the ones who will have the biggest advantage as I'm still concentrating mostly, let's say, in the middle of the football season where we know the teams where there's a lot less uncertainty surrounding the teams that you're playing in football than there is in the teams that are, are just starting the college basketball season or three weeks ago we're starting the, uh, the NBA season. I follow them. I keep my eyes open for situational spots that tend to come up from time to time. But I recognize the fact that I am not going to be as successful at the start of the college basketball season as others who are specializing and only betting college basketball. And they've been preparing uh, since the month of July and certainly since uh, following a lot of the offseason moves and since the uh, publications came out. I mean, the Blue Ribbon Yearbook uh, you know, came out a few weeks ago. Uh, it's like 400 pages, covers every team. And, you know, the professionals have been scouring that uh, that book and online. They're going to have an advantage. And meanwhile, uh, I'm still concentrating on football as I ease into college basketball i will be however watching the play and trying to find some teams and usually it's the eye test although there's also some numbers you look at as far as potential future plays uh, to win the whole championship for i mean like the one team that i've already made a play on uh, villanova i mean there's a team that's always going to be in there i think right now they're at about 16 to 1 it was a little bit higher before that uh, but i'll be looking for some of those teams in that say 80 to 100 uh, to 1 range that are that i know enough about the teams that their upcoming schedule throughout the season and the conference they play in gonzaga for example is a team we talked about last night you know they're always going to be at least under mark few they've always been and you expect they will be a, a national contender once again but they really seem to suffer from the fact that they don't step up in class until about the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8 round of the NCAA tournament, meaning that they will have gone almost four full months without playing ranked teams, and I think sometimes that's what's hurt them. Now, they did make it to the championship game last year, but I think Baylor's experience and, and the competition that they faced week in and week out in the major conference uh, ended up being a benefit for them. So I'm going to be looking at some of those teams that, let's say, have the talent and are projected to finished, let's say, third through fifth in their conferences as potentially having a little bit more than is expected and making for some good long shot prices for the futures market. All right, futures. Let me ask both of you. We want to call this right around the midway point, the NFL. We always do the obligatory, who do you like in the Super Bowl, you know, before a season starts. But we've seen them play now. We're eight weeks into this. Go ahead. Who, who do you like? Chris, you go first. Who would, who would be your Super Bowl participants based on what we've seen to this point? Well, it's going to sound super chalky, but I'm looking at a team up there in upstate New York, obviously, in the Buffalo Bills, who look like they're the class of the AFC right now. And I'm looking at a team that uh, added a, a quarterback uh, from from uh, my neck of the woods, who was uh, the quarterback for my team, the Detroit Lions. Of course, that's the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams are right now have a uh, – all kinds of potential to make it to the big game. So, to me, it's those two teams right now. Now, obviously, there are scenarios that can play out, particularly, in my opinion, in the NFC, that could throw a monkey wrench into that. But right now, those are the two teams probably that I'm looking at. Uh, if if you if you want to talk, it, it, maybe it is a bit chalky, I guess. But at the same time, I do think that uh, 
those are the two teams I'm looking at. What do you think, Andy? I, I, I don't recall exactly, but the two teams that Chris just mentioned, I believe were the ones that I had making the Super Bowl before the start of the season. I thought Buffalo was improved. I thought that they've taken the path that so many teams have taken, showing a bit of improvement, going deeper and deeper uh, each season. They seem to be poised. I thought Cleveland would present the challenge. I thought the Chargers might present the challenge. In the NFC, I've liked the Rams since they made that trade for uh, Matthew Stafford. Remember, this is a team that was in the Super Bowl just a few years ago, that low-scoring game against the New England. Was it 13-3, to I think it was? And this is an improved team. They made some acquisitions over the last few years. We saw them pick up Von Miller, who may be as important for his leadership in the uh, locker room as it is for his performance on the field. So those are the two teams that come to mind. Uh, Buffalo, I'm going to be looking, interestingly, for Buffalo in, uh, I guess it's about two and a half weeks, or maybe about two and a half weeks on the 21st. They will be hosting the Colts, and I'll be interested to see how Buffalo plays in that game because the three games prior to the Colts game, they really should not have been challenged. They weren't challenged last Mount well, Miami gave him a decent game, but not not no, really. No, Buffalo right didn't show yeah. up. They got Jacksonville this week, and then they're at the Jets the next week. So they'll be going into that Indian the stretch where they play Indianapolis, the Saints, Patriots, the Bucks. After having three, I'm not going to say bye weeks because that does show a little bit of maybe a lot of disrespect to the opponents there. But they okay. are NFL teams, but they're the lower echelon NFL teams, and we'll see Buffalo. And there may actually be a little bit of value on Buffalo because they may not be showing all that much the next few weeks because they don't have to. In a weird way, uh, you know, I think the Bills learned a lot last year. I think in many respects, the Chiefs were good. The Bills' game plan in the playoff game against the Chiefs was an atrocity. They, they played right into Mahomes' hands. He was hurt, and they didn't pressure him. Uh, they should have lost to Indy, actually, in the playoffs last year. Indy kind of gave that game away. I think they learned a lot. I, I think in the AFC, I mean, I, I think they got a real shot. I'm not going to discount a Kansas City bouncing back. or even when I, the, the one thing I would say about the Bills, and I follow them religiously, home field advantage, you know, the snow in Orchard Park. I'm telling you, the Bills play better on the road. I mean this with all sincerity. I don't think they're trying to be too fancy. I mean, I think they just, they're very good with the us against the world, and Allen likes taking the crowd out. You know, can they do it at home? I think they can go on the road and win the way the Bucks did last year. Buffalo plays better on the road. The NFC, I, I don't know, fellas. I mean, the Rams look good. I don't think they've really played anybody. I mean, you get a nice win over the Bucks. I get it. I, but, I mean, I don't think – are we giving the Cowboys enough credit how good they've looked? The Packers, obviously, with Rodgers and Green Bay and Lambeau at the end of the year. I The NFC, man, throw a dart. Yeah, the, I think the jury's still out on the Cowboys, right? Because, look, they've had all kinds of situations, whether it be injuries, whether it be, you know uh, – defensively do do you trust that defense when it comes to playoff time and you're going up against quality offenses right and it's, you're not going up against the, the likes of uh you know teams like Chicago and Detroit in the NFC you're going you're going up against quality teams so i think there's still a question mark out there about the cowboys but it's it is intriguing though uh Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay you figure right yet they just won the super bowl they're going to get everybody's best shot you know, they still have all kinds of uh, talent over there. 
and uh, you know, obviously, the Ronkowski injury can be unsettling for Buccaneers faithful. But that being said, it's they're still the Super Bowl champions, so you have to think about them. But uh, and and another quick note, guys, uh, as far as the AFC is concerned, and uh, Andy talked about the start of the season. I do have a uh, ticket at a decent number on the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl. I had Cleveland. Um, we all understand what's going on. No, there if now. they get healthy at the end of the year, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't be. No. I would be panic stricken on so them. So they're 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 a team that could absolutely throw kind that of a running game, in and especially thing. like Tennessee's dangerous with the running game. Cleveland, if if Chubb and Hunt are, are healthy, you the know. The concern I have with Cleveland, and there's still time to correct it, but their inability to close out games against the better teams on their schedule. We saw it against Kansas City in Week One. We saw it a few weeks later at the Chargers in that wild 47-42 game where they weren't able to close out. And then we saw them lose badly at home to Arizona. So I wanted to see, and then you can't blame all that on on injuries. Uh, by the way, just to give you an idea, here at the uh, Superbook. Uh, the current Super Bowl line has the NFC representative, whoever that may be, minus one and a half over the AFC representative. Uh, money line minus one twenty-five. Have you on ever the played that over the years when it was up? Yes, but I, I usually around Thanksgiving. Usually around Thanksgiving because you can sort of get a, a fairly decent idea of what the seedings are going to be, which teams are going to have. Home field advantage, and of course, just a reminder to everybody this year, like we saw last year, you now have only one team in each conference, the number one seed getting the bye. The other three division winners will be playing three wild card teams over wild card weekend. And that so that what that means is there's only one team in each conference who will have that extra week off following the end of the season. And there's a, at that time, you may also want to go back and take a look at when the teams have had their byes, because there will be some teams in the playoffs who may have been playing like. 10, 11 weeks in a row because they had early buys and they still made the playoffs. All right. Hey, by the way, Stevie, we were going to, or either coming in or out of break, I forget which one it was, and you played Magic Bus by yeah. the who? Yes. Our buddy Alf Mosqueda is out there listening, and he's like, good job on the Magic Bus. Oh, Magic Bus is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, no, so, but our buddy Alf, oh, by the way, is in a band called The Who Invasion. They'll be playing. And they have a show November Thank- 27th over at Sunset Station. That's uh, Thanksgiving weekend, Saturday night. Free, to, free admission, a lot of great music, and uh, some additional songs uh, from some famous groups. Other than saw them once. What was it? I guess it was over at the uh, House of Blues. I think they played the House of Blues. Was it yeah, another think, place on the west side? No, I, I, I saw them at the House of Blues. Really good. Really good. All right, Al, thanks for listening, man. Hey, and we invite you to uh, watch the NFL games on Sundays, Football Central, here at the Superbook at the Westgate. And the mobile app, bet 100, get 100 if you open a brand new uh, mobile app account here at the Westgate. We're in the Superbook. It's Breeders' Cup weekend. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, and the Sportsbook Radio Network. Congratulations. You found the trusted source for gaming. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And they're hooting and hollering, turning for home. It's race three at Del Mar. And again, we've got the favorite. It looks like it's going to be beaten. Three to one 
on the number six big switch. Erad Ortiz up for trainer John Sadler wins race three at Del Mar, and we're just about set to get the Breeders' Cup races off and running at Del Mar this weekend. We're down at the Superbook. Great atmosphere here at the Westgate. Great day for horse racing. It's going to be a great weekend. Great day for us here with Chris Wynn, who's going to stick around with us for Vegas Hockey Hotline. We'll have that for you uh, for the next hour. KSHP.com. Lots to talk about. Golden Knights, the Eichel trade, all things going on in the NHL. Stevie, Chris, and I will take care of that. Our buddy Andy Isco's here. The logical approach, my friend. It's always great to see you. It's fun when there's a buzz in the book, isn't it? We've been able to hear over the two hours that we've been here, the energy level just pick up, and we haven't even hit the first of the Breeders' Cup races. So just imagine what that's going to be like in about another hour. And we so. already had one balloon boxcar number in that last race at Del Marzo. It's a real opportunity. It's a treat to see the best, you know, thoroughbreds in the world go head-to-head. And the real Rubik's Cube are trying to sort it out, Andy. Honestly, when you get to the Breeders' Cup, you can make a case for so many horses inside each and every race. Uh, it's going to be a treat today. Tomorrow is going to be insane. Yeah, I can't wait for uh, you know the, the main event, let's call it that, in the Breeders' Cup, culminating with the Breeders' Cup Classic. 5.40 post time, field of nine. Six million dollar purse, and there's a lot of speed and a lot of talent in that race. Andy, the logical approach. Vegas Andy seven one one on Twitter, bud. We love you. We appreciate your time. It's always great to see you. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast. What's for lunch? I'm gonna try and find a place and uh, get some brisket. <laughs> brisket. Stevie just left the building. Stevie, don't go. I'm right behind you, another, buddy. No, we have another hour. No, Steve. I want some brisket. Can, no brisket. No brisket yet. We'll discuss recommendations one day, Stevie. Series 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Scott Farrell's next on the network. Uh, thanks to Chris Bavono back in New York. His great work all week. Don't forget, weekend edition, college football, NFL editions of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Have a great weekend, everybody. Vegas Hockey Island next locally. Scott Farrell. Sports on the Info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you action.